Welcome back to another episode of the Successful Driver Podcast here in the Clear Simple Used Truck Buying Studio. And really excited today talking to Daniel and Phyllis Snow. Snow trucking? Guys, thank you for spending some time with us today. Yeah, we're really excited to talk to you. Very much. Yeah. Hey, so, you know, we like to ask this kind of question off the top. You just want to know a little bit about uh, how you guys got into the trucking industry, your story here uh, you know, in the, in the trucking industry. So just, just fire away. Really curious to know a little bit about you guys and your story. All right. Well, I started, uh, May 8th. It'll be 42 years ago. Wow. Congrats. Uh-huh. When <laughs> that's a long time, that kind of tells how old you are, but, uh, <laughs> I started with my brother. He was, uh, a truck driver, uh, owner operator, a time or two, but, uh, most of the time he drove someone else's lease trucks. And, um, I started out with him uh, in 1980, and uh, we run uh, bananas uh, off the Gulf Coast north, and I will be south usually. <laughs> Not much different than Phyllis got her teeth on because when she started, uh, we was pulling a bull rack then, and so she cut her teeth pulling loads of bulls. So they rock and sway about as much as that meat did. So both of us pretty much cut our teeth in hard, hard ways, but different ways. Hmm. So I started with my brother and, uh, run whenever I could. Uh, I was still too young to drive full time then, but, um, went with him all I could. He was, he was my hero. And, uh, we, I started in a 1977 cab over Freightliner. Uh, the 40 foot trailers had just came out and we thought we was big dogs now. If we seen anything the big as what we drive now, probably just passed out. But uh, it was it was different. So while the kids were growing up, um, I switched over to hot shotting and done a lot of local stuff and uh, uh, worked part, worked in a factory in town and hot shotted and run weekend stuff. And Phyllis would go with me whenever she could. I took the kids with me about all the time. Five, all five kids. Oh my. <laughs> Oh yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. Oh my. Like, look like a mother duck, and there's all five of them behind me. Uh, that's a good man. Now it made an interesting uh, beginning. I'm telling you, these stories we have—they're—they can't be made up. They're just too—they're too wild to be made up. So anyway, uh, I'd done a lot of hot shot, and then, uh, as time went by, when our youngest boy turned 18, Phyllis uh, come home one evening and said uh well Walt, she was a manager with walmart and uh i said well they told me today i'm gonna have to tr- transfer and i said well you how are you gonna do that and she said well i i don't i don't plan on it so she said i asked her what do you want to do she said i want to go trucking so i said well okay I'll, i'm leaving tomorrow so she had her bag packed and ready to go and she always liked going, you know, I mean, it wasn't like she didn't like it, but, but never even considered her driving. She drove the hot shot. The last hot shot rig we had was a really super nice rig. And she drove it a little bit empty, but she never pulled a load of it. Well, we'd been out on the road about two weeks and, uh, was going across Oklahoma. And she, I remember it like it was yesterday. She, uh, looked, looked over at me. She said, well, I'm not doing my part. And I said, well, you know, hey, you're on vacation. I thought she was on vacation. <laughs> she said, I'm not doing my part. And I said, well, you're on vacation. You know, don't worry about it. Kick back and, and you know, just enjoy the ride. 
And she said, oh, no, no. She said, I, I, I got to learn to drive if I'm going to be out here. I said, well, what, what do you mean you gotta, you're you going to be out here? And she said, well, I'm, I'm going to be a trucker. I said, oh, Lord, I had to pray a lot about it. I'm telling you. She's <laughs> less than five foot tall. Uh, it, it was just something that was seemed like would be impossible, especially pulling a bull rack. And I mean, even the baby calves were bigger than she was, you know, much less <laughs> above the bulls. So uh, it did take a while to get her used to it. She, uh, I would, I would slip seat. I'd step out and let her step in and just steer, set to cruise. And she got used to that. And, and of course, you're taking a city girl that, that moved into a country setting. And now she's left the, her comfortable part of the city that kind of life to step into this truck driver world. And, it, you know, I can only imagine I, I was grew up into it. Uh, mentally I grew up into it. So I, I really, really wasn't much change for me, but for her, it was a super big change, but you know, her dedication uh, was why she was successful. Mm. She kept trying and trying and trying and, and every time she would conquer something, we'd move on to something else. So, uh, you never tell him you don't want to do something. <laughs> I hated those boo-boos when I first started out. And he said, he says, well, if you, you say you don't want it. You got to do it. Yeah, I'm like, because oh. it's a fear. It was a fear. <laughs> you, know, you have to overcome those fears. Mm. And she did, you know, she never told me, no, uh, I'm not doing that or, or nothing. You know, I would kind of get war wore down teaching her things so our youngest boy jamie was in the trucking business with us at that time and uh so he would he would teach her for a while she always drove our truck she didn't really like to drive his but uh she would he would come over i'd drive his truck while he uh you know done some things teaching her and it was really good for her because she could see the view of things from two different angles mm -hmm. so anyway i know i'm dragging this out too much oh, to make it's good for you the longer I talk to you, the more I can rest. You make me go out there and polish. <laughs> We're trying uh, to get the truck ready for mats. She mm. she does about 90 polishing. Mm. And she's up on top of the level ago. And I'm like, oh, my goodness, I've got to get her down from there. So the only way to get her down is if I said, let me do that up there. <laughs> so she about had a harness on me and had a had a stick out there and whacked me every time I stopped moving my arm. So. <laughs> You know, she has became a very good truck driver. Uh, uh, probably the only weakness she has is uh, backing, and she don't back very much. Uh, I do most of backing, but my vision has gotten weaker the older I get. So um, she'll usually spot me. You know, we safety is what it's all about. Mm -hmm. A parking lot or a dock well or going down a highway, it's safety is everything. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, uh, she'll jump out there to spot me and we, use, we don't use hand signs. We use our phones and they don't speak her. Yeah. His is on speaker. Mine's I'm holding mine. But. And, and she, uh, you know, navigates me and uh, I always tell her it's a success as long as we don't hit nothing. He can fit anywhere. Let me tell you. If I could see it, but <laughs> since I can't see it, my depth perception is I'm losing. So, you know, it's, it's teamwork. This is about safety. It's not about you're better than me or I'm better than you. 
it's safety. And we all learn something every day. When you quit learning something, that's you need to get out of it. For sure. Absolutely. There's always something in life that you can learn. So Phyllis, Phyllis, I got a question for you. I'm curious, what really made you, you know, want to get into the trucking industry? What were the things that really just, you know, you're kind of hearing it from, from, from his side. I want to hear it from you a little bit too. Just what ultimately, you know, made you want to, want to get into trucking? I wanted to be with him. I mean, mm. it, we are never apart hardly. Uh, now. Now. Then we yeah. Did. We were apart a lot then. Yeah. I, I wanted to share my life our lives together. Um, I wouldn't want, I mean, this is me though. I wouldn't want to be out there by myself. Um, I just don't feel very, it's safe enough, but there is some women that wants to do it. So, you know, that's great. They, they want to do it. But personally, if he wasn't out there, I wouldn't want to be out there. Mm. I love that. I love that you guys are doing it together. I love it. That's great. It's very important that Mm. we try to a godly Christian person, people, Mm. You guys, uh, you guys have been through some adversity recently. Um, can I, I, Phyllis, I'd love to hear, you know, just kind of what happened. Uh, I, well, you know, really we had some stress in, in the trucking and then, and then, you know, stuff around and we got hit at, uh, San Antonio and we were tr- this about this time last, I mean, that year, because we were trying to get ready for mats and we had just put a new bumper on. And went on one run, and that guy backed into us and just took the whole in, uh, whole front end of our truck mm-hmm. off. So with that and all the other stuff, you know, it just too much stress. Bills, you know, yeah. uh, just just too much. And I was healthy, never had a problem, no medicine. I mean, I walk I, every day. I walk about a mile or more. Mm. It just I eat healthy, so it was just something that that God, it had to happen. And it's a, a testimony for life. Mm-hmm. Thank God puts us through different things in life to be able to, you know, talk to other people about it. Mm-hmm. So close to dying. We were, we, you don't, you don't realize everything that happens at the time, but when you start thinking back, wow, we got hit because I was going to have a heart attack and God brought us home where I could have a, a doctor and they said if she had had that heart attack on the road, she no way she could have lived through it. So mm. there are things in life like that. I mean, there's a lot of bad things that happen, but there's a reason that if you, if you look for the good stuff out of it, they, we would have had, we, she would have had to have it in the parking lot of a hospital for, for them to save her. They done mm. an excellent job. And, um, you know, here she is. We're glad you're here, Phyllis. We're very glad you're here. And I'm glad to be talking to you guys. And you know, you guys, uh, you guys have had a lot of success out on the road. You've been through a lot, obviously. Um, but you know, I, I like to ask everybody when we when we when we do this show, what makes a successful truck driver in your opinion? Well, having God in your heart and enjoying and appreciating what you do. I guess the number four thing would be manage your business. So if you manage your business and you make sure each load is profitable, uh, this uh, opinion of getting one good load somewhere and you have to take a sorry load back out. A back load. Yeah, a back all back load. 
that, that don't work. Uh, it never has. It never will. Mm. You know, each load needs to stand on its own merits. When you book your, we book our own loads. Phyllis books about 90% of them and I help out if she's having trouble finding something. Uh, not that I mean better. It's just that four eyes are better than two. But um, you have to be smart about your management, management, mm-hmm. management. And you can't stress that enough because the, the very first thing of management is to know your cost. If you don't know your cost of operation, you need to stop whatever you're doing, get out a pencil and piece of paper and go through some records and do some, uh, I guess, analyzing would be the right word, but you have to come down to your cost of operation. Mm -hmm. For example, you make two lists. You make one list of variables and one list of fix. The fix never change. don't change. You do it for a year because that's what you do your insurance for is a year and your license is for a year. And you fit, you get your line of fixed cost and then you go to your variable cost, which is fuel. So if you run more miles, that number goes up, but your income goes up. So your variables are going to be changing. Your fix is not going to be, you have to come down to the bottom and get an average of your cost per mile every mile. And, uh, you know, we've back when we, we had a small fleet, just seven trucks, but, uh, our, my youngest boy, Jamie and myself spent a lot of time, uh, during those years, uh, analyzing costs. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I mean, we figured He's it a numbers person. I love numbers and love to know, but everybody's got to know their cost of operation. Sure. Our cost of operation with a decent income is $1.26 a mile. Okay. So uh, now to keep in, you got, that's got to flow with this fuel prices. Yeah. That's with $3 fuel. So as the fuel prices go up, which they already passed $3, uh, those numbers do have to change. Right. And, and if you go n- Northeast, you got to figure on fuel being quite a bit higher. Mm-hmm. If you're in Texas or or um, Oklahoma or the South, uh, but there's so many variables in figuring these things. You, it, it takes a lot of studying to mm-hmm. be a good manager of a trucking business. Yeah, Phyllis, I you know you, you, I, it sounds like you kind of work the market here a little bit for you guys. Um, any tips for people you know on working the spot market? Uh, what we do is make sure that when we're going to get a load, we're going to have a load out of there. Mm -hmm. Uh, Like if we picked a load up in Oklahoma, I mean, going to Oklahoma, it's very hard to get out of Oklahoma. Our freight is, but you know, there's different places, different like flatbeds and reefers and they, they do better than other places that we don't. Mm. so we always try to make sure that where we're going the first load we'll have a reload how many out of that area yeah yeah Yeah. so you're kind of always planning both legs right that that's a that's kind of a key that you see is you know making sure you're you're getting both legs taken care of on the front end we don't like to set if we're out there working we'd rather be you know getting a load and then unloading it and then reloading the same day is what we try to do Hmm. and get else 
I mean, we just don't, it just feels like wasted time when we. But a lot of our truck has been built on. Wasted time. Uh, well, <laughs> <laughs> it's not wasted then, but uh, I mean, your point is, is a very good and true point, but we plan on what we need to do. And, and if she finds a load for today, that's paying, you know, a dollar 80 or $2, but then we're looking out that area for something higher than that. We will gladly set till the next day, mm-hmm. pick up something right. that's more profitable. Right, right. You're right. I mean, it's different. That, I mean, right. Because when we're setting, we usually work on the truck. A lot mm-hmm. of our been done during those times, you yeah. know. I mean, we or at shippers and receivers. Exactly. We we always have something going on and and that's our psychotherapy, yeah. though. You know, yeah. that kind of keeps us sane. Mm. So well, if she gets in a bad mood, son, I'm telling you, that truck is little. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Up in the back of the trailer. So he has to go back there. And I head for it when she's in a bad mood. <laughs> so, uh, you know, make, maintaining good relationships with brokers. What's that, you know, what, what's, you know, some keys there, some, some, some points that you maybe, you know, want to pass on about maintaining those relationships. What's important there? Letting them know what we've got. I mean, because our equipment, our equipment and they know that we're reliable. They know that we're going to be on time or early. Um, that is so important to us. Um, we hear people every day. Oh, I'm two days late. I don't care. Oh. We would be insane if we done that. Uh, in the in the ten years coming of of, of uh, hauling freight, I only remember one time we was late and we were stuck in an ice storm. Yeah. So in Dallas. Uh, now we called them and we made arrangements around it. So technically, I guess we wasn't late, but to us, we was. Mm. But, uh, you know, you need to plan your route. And know if 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 they come up with a load that's thousand mile away, and they want it there tomorrow, you know you need to let them know. Uh, you know this is not an airplane. Uh, the brokers are not truck drivers. They don't uh, know. Uh, they just they just book the loads. Yeah, and they don't take that into consideration. No, a lot no of we time. try to we try to get to know our brokers, and that way they know what we can do and they know we're going to be on time and and get their product there safely as best we can. And it's a good feeling for a broker. You call them say, Oh, I'm, I'm glad to hear from you. I got, you know, I got just the stuff that Mm -hmm. you're looking because that's what the relationship we want with them. We want to, uh, we're not going to do it the cheapest. And when we go to truck shows, we always encourage them because they're most of them at the truck shows. A lot of them are. They go to Matt's, because they like JV Hunt and CHR and them and Uber, they all at the and I we invite them out to the truck to come and look inside the truck and mm. see what they got. A, a relationship, yeah. You know, uh, because if they're comfortable with us and we can be comfortable with them, it really saves a lot of uh, confusion. And uh, but it's a it's a two way street. You know, you got to do what they expect you to do. Mm-hmm. I mean, even though we're independent, we're a hundred percent independent. So we do use various companies, uh, various load boards, but every single load, regardless of the, who, who owns that load, 
we try to treat that load like it's our own product, mm. like it's our own customer that we're selling it to. Mm. And, you know, it makes, your attitude makes a lot of difference. Yeah. Number one is our missionary work, then God we truck. We put out Bibles, somebody, he may take them at once, but we're going to display the very best attitude, uh, but we're going to show them the best example we can of how to treat people decently. I think you guys have been an absolute pleasure to talk to, and thank you for spending a little bit of time for, with us today on this podcast, Daniel and Phyllis. Thank you. Thank you. Absolutely. That is another episode of the Successful Driver Podcast. We appreciate you listening. We'll catch you later.